And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Mindful Mondays with Dr. Corliss P. Bennett. audience clap. <laughs> you like that, huh? <laughs> that is cute. That, that, that puts a smile on your face. Well, good evening, good afternoon, good day, happy Tuesday to those people who are already on Tuesday. I hope it's, it's I hope ours is as good as yours when we get there tomorrow. Um, currently on the West Coast, the time is 5 p.m. on Pacific Standard Time, and we are, it's getting dark already. I can't wait till it switches back because that get dark early stuff just throws everything off. It really does. Shauna, did you get your hair redone? Yes, girl. Yes. Woo. Pop the finger. That's right. Swing it. Swing it. Swing it. Oh, it's very pretty. I love the wine color. Uh, sorry, everybody. You can't see this. But yes, yeah, it looks like Dr. Sobers got her hair done and she's got these little twisties. What are these called? Sister locks? No. You don't know, but it's cute. Well, we have a lot to cover today, so I just want to take like two minutes just to, just on some current events. Uh, God rest, uh, rest in peace, Betty White. And I mean, it, you know, when it rains, it pours. I feel like like three or four people died. Like bam, bam, bam. You got Bob Saget was this mo- yesterday morning, um, and I can't even remember the. Re- I mean, it just seemed like boom, 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 boom. Um, but I guess it's just it's inevitable. Um, Don't forget Sydney Portier. Thank you, thank you. I could not get it out. Sydney Portier, um, he really, really opened the doors for a lot of stuff as far as Hollywood acting, movies, TV, whatever. He, re- yes, thank you, thank you for that. Um, it's it's just amazing that um, we, we, you know, we lose these icons, but I mean. You know, now that I'm getting up in age, that means they're getting up in age because they were older than me. And so it's like, oh, my God. But anyway, um, so let me just go ahead and jump into this. Our sponsor, this is the last day of my sponsor from the median score. And he does mortgage consulting, FHA, conventional down payment assistant to rent the home, free credit consultations, low income rental evictions defense. And job placement. So I want to give a shout out to my median score and thank you for sponsoring Mindful Mondays. So as you all know, um, let me go to my picture of the promo. Um, it's been really interesting because I am trying my best to make sure that I'm staying as positive as possible, looking at everything in a positive light, even though it comes to you negative. I said, okay, how can this, how does this really give me you know, how can I turn this negativity into a positive situation? And so um, we want to start that new year. Everybody has different resolutions and, oh, I got to do this. I, oh, I got to lose weight. I got to do that, blah, 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 blah. And we focus on everything that that usually when we have these resolutions is because it's a negative thing and we want to fix it. What I want to flip that mindset and say, look, we need to think positive about ourselves. And it's, I know it's hard for some people to really think positive thoughts. I mean, what would happen if we focused on that instead of the negative? I mean, it's really, it's really, it's really unreal. Um, and I try like uh, something will happen in this last week and I'll be like, no, no, no. Okay. How, how do, what's the, what's the, what's the silver lining in this situation? And so one of the things that we do in higher education and probably businesses and everything is that your supervisors may have you take 
different assessments. And the assessment that we're talking about that uh, Dr. Sobers is a, a strength, strengths, strengths coach in <laughs> is, the, is, the, is the Gallup, the, the Clifton strengths. And we talked about it and we brought it as an introduction last week. So we're going to jump right into it because we got a lot to do and we want to make sure we cover everything that we wanted to cover in part two. So I'm going to hand it to you, uh, Dr. So, uh, Dr. Sobers, and just let's go. All right, all right. Hello, everybody. Um, so like Marilla said, my name is Dr. Shauna Sobers. I am a Gallup certified strengths coach, among many other things. And today we're wanting to recap what we talked about last week and add to it. Um, the assessment Clifton Strengths is named for Don Clifton. Um, who worked at Gallup and really challenged positive psychology before it was positive psychology. He's, he's known as one of the fathers of positive psychology. And he really challenged with this question of what would happen, and so I pose this to you all, what would happen if we focused more on our areas of strength or what's right with us rather than fixating on what's wrong and recognizing that we are hardwired in our society to focus on a deficit model, to focus on an improvement way of performance uh, or personal um, development. And so oftentimes we have more language and more complexity of language to talk about what we are bad at, what we are weak in, where we need to improve, um, what our weaknesses are, et cetera. And not as many things that we can use to describe where we're good, where we uh, have the most potential, what we bring to the table. And so this assessment um, has 34 talents or talent clusters that were um, determined by Gallup after thousands of interviews. So this assessment really, it became an online assessment in 2000. And prior to that, it was all done via interviews. And so when you take the assessment, it takes about 30, 45 minutes, and they'll give you um, two different words to which one in the quickness in, in your um the, the quick moment, what do you agree most with or identify or resonate most with? And it'll help you identify what are the top five. So even though all of us have all 34, the assessment gives us your top five talents. And we defined talent last week as a natural way of thinking, feeling, or behaving. So a natural way of thinking, feeling, or behaving. And when you get your results, that's the beginning of the journey, not the end. And oftentimes people take the assessment and they put it on their shelf. They're like, cool, I read the report, makes sense. That's me, sounds all good, warm fuzzies, Right. <laughs> the end. When really, when we start not only just thinking about the tool, which is the Clifton Strengths Assessment, but really thinking broader about the strengths philosophy and the strengths lens and positive psychology, 
Then it's about, okay, what do we do with that information? Now that we have some language to talk about what we do well and what really makes us who we are, what's innately in us, then what do you do? How do you begin to develop that? How do you focus on that more and add to it? And that's where you're going to get your exponential growth area rather than focusing on what you do um, what you don't do as well. So stop trying to be like everyone else, be you uniquely you. <laughs> and um, let's focus in on what we do well. So one of the things I want to talk about today is where our eyes are, because we're talking about let's, how do we change our view of ourselves? Hmm. And oftentimes what we look for, we will find. So if we continue to look for what is wrong, what we, where we need to improve and what we don't do well, where we don't quote unquote measure up, then that's what we will find. However, if we begin to look for what we do well, and I gave us five clues to talent last time. And so it's that yearning. So what gets us excited and those activities that if we had a week off, what would, and we didn't have to, you know, work and we didn't have to have specific things to do. What would we choose to do? So where do we have our yearning? Where might that be? Or another clue to talent, maybe satisfaction. What brings us joy and we feel good about ourselves after doing it. It gives us some energy, some pep in our step. We're like, Hey, you know, after doing that, when can I do that again? Where might we have some rapid learning where, hey, you know, you're able to just pick up things naturally, quickly, without much uh, encouragement from others or without much explanation, you're just able to pick it up quickly. Or maybe you have um, those glimpses of excellence where you do something without even needing instruction. You just know how to do it or it feels naturally to you, right? Or the fifth one was that performance excellence that might happen. So any of those five clues to talent, I gave us the challenge last week to look out for those in us. When are we noticing when there's flow, when all of a sudden time just goes and uh, we look up and it's been two hours, well, that might be a clue that we're doing something that uh, is innately in us, that's naturally reoccurring. And that could be your thought, your feeling, or your behavior, right? So once you've identified that, then let's celebrate it. So there's three real ways to develop our talents. Once we have our results, there's three real ways. We want to name it. And that's what the assessment helps us do. The second thing is to claim it. We want to be able to not only just regurgitate the words that Gallup has used or, you know, the reports, but really identify examples in our own life of where that could be true. And sometimes it's hard for us to see our own strengths because it's so natural. It's so ingrained. We think everyone's wired that way. And so sometimes we might need someone else 
to let us know, hey, this is what I always see you do. I know this is, I can expect that you're going to respond this way to something. Sometimes we need other people to help do some strength spotting for us and help us be able to affirm and recognize and truly claim, yes, this thing that I'm reading about is truly, you know, me. And here's how it is me. This is an example. The third thing is to aim it. That's where we ultimately want to be able to go because the best of the best leaders tends to create spaces where they can bring their talents in. So being able to take whatever it is that is a challenge or what's before you and be able to say, okay, I need to do this. How do I take my talents and accomplish that thing? Rather than I need to do this and this is the only way that I know how that looks or this is how I saw somebody else do it. Let me try to do it that way. Because we know that, and we did this activity last week, if we write with our dominant hand or we use our dominant talents, it's going to come more naturally. And if we spend time developing it, we're going to see exponential results in that area versus if you use your non-dominant hand or your supporting hands. It'll get done, but it'll take a lot more effort and energy and work to do it. So this is a little bit of explanation and recap all in one. All right. So name it, claim it, aim it. That's where we're going. That's how we're developing. So today we're really going to talk through each of the 34, naming each of them and kind of reading and talking a little bit about that. And then we're going to invite Corliss to claim it. Look at her face. She's like, what? We're going to invite Corliss to claim it and kind of tell us about how she might be experiencing her top five um, as we go through these things today. Okay. Okay. So definitely continue to appreciate and recognize when you are doing something well and because what you look for, you will find. And we're going to be- begin to learn how to describe these things that we're doing. Okay, so we're going to dive in if you're ready. <laughs> Here we go. So how you can follow along is on my website. So shaunatsobers.com slash strengths resources, plural strengths and plural resources. That's how you'll, you'll find the... Um, 34, let me see exactly what I titled it. Hold on. You'll find the 34 Strengths Quick Reference Guide. That's what we're going to be using right now. It's a quick reference guide. Okay. So instead, uh, the quick reference guide is organized alphabetically in the 34. We're going to we're gonna um, mix it up a little bit. I know. Chris is like, we are. Yes, we're going to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> Here we go. We're gonna, we're on this side. We're going to mix it up a little bit, and we're going to talk about this in terms of the domains. So, in let's see, 2009, Clifton Strengths came out with a book called Strengths-Based Leadership. Okay, and Strengths-Based Leadership um, divided the talents by four domains. So when we talk individually, you all have all 34 talents and you have all four domains. 
But when we talk in terms of teams and groups, we talk uh, about the four domains. Why am I bringing this up? Because the four domains, um, I believe, are the four ways that all teams do um, operate, how they, how all four teams, how they operate. And the four domains, you'll notice if you've gotten your results that there's four different colors that show up on your reports. And you might be thinking, what are the, or asking yourself the question, what are those colors about? They're the domains. So the four domains are strategic thinking, influencing, relationship building, and executing. And the reason why I say it in that order is because of how teams usually do their work. So strategic thinking are usually the themes that identify uh, what are the problems, what's happening, what's, uh, you know, what's the best way to move forward. They're going to be you know, absorbing information. They're going to be analyzing information. They're going to be informing of what's, uh, how to make better decisions. So they're going to find out what should we be focusing on. The next group influencing those themes are going to be finding out the why behind it. They're finding out what's the motivation, what's giving you the inertia to move forward, what's going to help people. They're really there to, I kind of think of them as the, um, the people who sound out and call out to other people. They speak up, they take charge, they make sure that that problem that was identified by our strategic thinking folks gets communicated out to others who need to join the team and they kind of pro um, provide the why. The third group is the relationship building group. And the, these are the folks, okay, you've identified the problem, you've called out to get other people to join in. Now this relationship people um, are is figuring out how to work within the team itself. Who do I need to get doing which of the tasks? Who needs to be involved? You know, who's best for what? Um, they're helping people recognize that the team is going to be working best if they work together. So they help people manage conflict. They help people understand that they're greater than the sum of their parts. Um, you know, all of that, um, you know, building of relationship to get the work done and be cohesive. The last domain is executing. And that's really the people who can make it happen. Yeah. So these are the people who understand the details. They know exactly how to get things done. They see things through to completion. So when you're a leader, you have all, all um, four of these domains. But when you're in a team, um, sometimes it's hard to remember all 34 talents. So instead, they've clumped the themes, the 34, into these four domains to better understand about them really quickly and understand who to bring to the table when something is needed. So today, as we talk about these themes, we're going to talk about it in, in these four big clumps to kind of make it a little bit easier for us to break down and understand. So starting with strategic thinking, right? So the, the themes that are within strategic thinking is analytical, context, futuristic, ideation, input, 
intellection, learner, and strategic. And so we're going to go one by one with each of these and learn a little bit more about it. So analytical to start. So I'm going to read from the, um, the, the quick reference guide. People exceptionally talented in the analytical theme search for reasons and causes. They have the ability to think about all the factors that might affect a situation. So my analytical people in its raw stage. And so when I talk about raw, um, it is when it's the most natural in us, not yet developed and, you know, how it might be, how it might manifest itself without much development. And then when I talk about mature, I'm talking about this is honed. Now it's controlled. We're able to aim it, that sort of thing. So in its raw state, it may manifest itself as constantly asking questions, not being satisfied with, with answers that you're getting. And so you're wanting to ask more questions to dig a little bit deeper. And so a lot of people may have, as we talked about last week, they may have gotten teased or bullied or told to stop doing that. You're annoying me. You're frustrating me. And so then they might start to close up, repress, stop doing the thing that they naturally do. And so I share, this is the mature way of analytical. They make sense of complex realities. Hmm. Okay. And so even though maybe misunderstood a lot of times as, um, you know, you're, you're um, overly critical, maybe that tends to happen when people aren't um, ready to hear the questions or hear the, um, the maybe the critiques um, of the problem, knowing that the heart of how the analytical person is thinking about it is, hey, I can't help but see these things. It just comes to me. I'm sharing so that when you provide your next project or your, your product, that it's in its best you know, element. And so if we think, again, flip it and think in terms of our strengths-based lens, we can understand, hey, this person may be asking questions because that's the way they're wired and not just because they want to annoy me. So how do I hone that um, so that it can be the best for the team, right? Remembering this is strategic thinking and this is going to help people help inform and make better decisions. Make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, okay, here we go. All right. So context is our next one. Okay. Context. People exceptionally talented and the context theme enjoy thinking about the past. They understand the present by researching its history. Yeah. So these, if these folks are on your team, they're probably going to need to know that what happened before, need to know the rationale, need to know how did you get to that decision um, before they maybe are going to buy into taking action. And so context in the raw sounds like my love of yesterday keeps me from moving forward. Mm. My love of yesterday keeps me from moving forward. So in its raw state, it may be the thing that inhibits you from taking action Mm. because you're reminiscing on the past. 
Healthcare's context in its mature state. My memory ensures that the best of the past will be preserved. Hmm. My memory ensures that the best of the past will be preserved. And so now when you're in the mature state, you can take the, the past, understand it, learn from it, and then be able to use it to inform your future. So that's how context is used. Next one's futuristic. Okay, so on the second page here, people exceptionally talented and the futuristic theme are inspired by the future and what could be. They um, energize others with their vision of the future. Futuristic, my, my futuristic people are often those who daydream. And so people misunderstand their daydreaming as you're not paying attention. And rather it's they have already seen a future and they're already living in that place. Um, so let's see, futuristic raw. They use imagination to escape the prison of today. Hmm. So I think about that with a lot of my um, creative folks, you know, they might be using that imagination. Uh, and it may come in the form of, in a childhood, it may come in the form of lying and believing your lies hmm. and truly believing that, that that's the truth. Mature state, use imagination to cast a vision of a better tomorrow. So see it and live in it, but bring your team along with you and being able to help um, usher in that, that vision that you have for the future. All right, with me, we're in ideation next. Ideation, that's also on the second page. All right, people exceptionally talented in the ideation theme are fascinated by ideas. They are able to find connections between seemingly disparate phenomena. So people with ideation are often the folks that you hear taking really complex things and making it into a motto or a saying, or something that's easily able to pick up and walk away with, something tangible. Ideation folks love to brainstorm and, um, you know, shoot ideas around. So let's see, ideation in the raw. I'm fascinated by a world of fantasy. Ideation mature, I use my ability to imagine and innovate to make a reality better. Hmm. Okay. So that's our ideation. All right. Next up, input. Input's also on that second page. People exceptionally talented in the input theme have a need to collect and archive. They may accumulate information, ideas, artifacts, or even relationships. So this reminds me, um, remember last, last week, we talked about how each person it is one in 33 million before you find another person that has the same top five as you in the same order. That's how unique we are. I also will say each of our top five um, is influenced by the other four so even though I might have input, I have input as my number six, but my input 
and how I use it, how it executes itself is going to be based on my other talents. So when it talks about here, it could be information or ideas or artifacts or even relationships that will depend on if my other four talents are relationship talents or, you know, maybe analytical talents or strategic thinking talents or, you know, those sort of things. That's going to inform how that theme plays out. So when you meet another person that has a similar theme as you, um, even though you might get to the end product, what motivated you to do that might um, be very, very different. And then also how, what avenue you're using this might be very different because of the other four. So for me, I collect information um, about strengths, right? And, and, and I archive information about strengths and I'm able to put that on my website or put that in electronic folders or put that in file folders. Someone else with input might really enjoy collecting, you know, something more tangible, less electronic maybe rocks or baseball cards or whatever the case may be. So input, you know, comes in all of these different ways to manifest it based on your other four. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay, so input raw looks like I collect stuff. That's just, I just collect stuff. But as you mature, I collect stuff that has utility and I share it with those um, who might benefit from that utility. So I catch myself sometimes when someone asks me a question and I don't, I can't get to the resource right away. I will, you know, look for it. And, you know, cause I want to be able to, I'm collecting stuff thinking it's going to be useful at some point, or I'm going to be able to share this with someone who needs it or wants it or is interested in it. So then when someone's asking me a question, I'm like, Oh wait, I got that. Let me find it. Blah, blah, blah. And I, and I recognize because I'm going from naming it to claiming it, that that is my input that's at work. That's a natural thing that's happening in me in the way I think about it and feel about it and respond to it. Hopefully that makes sense. All right, the next one is intellection in our strategic thinking themes. So people exceptionally talented in the intellection theme are categorized by their intellectual activity. They are introspective and appreciate intellectual discussions. This is in my top five. It's my number five. Um, and for me, it means that I'm tends to, I tend to be an introvert and I get my energy talking about those five clues of talent. I get my energy from musing, from thinking, from reading, and then thinking about how things are connected um, and that really is coming from my harmony and intellection working together um, is finding common ground and thinking about it. Um, so that's how my intellection works. Okay, so intellection raw sounds like my need for introspection keeps me from interaction. So when I was a kid, I would go into my world by myself and sit in the corner, even though I was at a party or an event, I would just go into my own little world of thought. And that might have stopped me from interacting with people, right? And intellection mature though, is my deep self-reflection is a prelude to a deep conversation. 
So I've had all these thoughts about strengths. And then I reach out to you and say, hey, can I share it with your with your listeners? And that's going to be a more mature um, intellection strength than if I'm just having these thoughts and not able to make it productive or useful, right? Okay, next one, learner. It's also on the second page. So people exceptionally talented in the learner theme have a great desire to learn and want to continuously improve. The process of learning rather than the outcome excites them. That's the most important part. The process of learning rather than the outcome is what excites them. So you hear the theme learner. This often happens with um, Clifton Strengths. Because the word we're familiar with learn, learner, learning, um, we think that the talent is going to be exactly the definition of the word that we know or, or may be familiar with. Whereas learning as a talent, as a theme, is really about the process of learning. So not enjoying going from, um, not just enjoying being the expert in something, but enjoying the journey of going from not knowing something to knowing something. So for me, and I have learner in my top five as well, is I like to work in an industry where I am expected to be on top of the latest trends because I like going from not knowing something to knowing not only knowing something, but then being able to teach someone else about it. That's, that gives me excitement. That gives me satisfaction. That gives me joy. It comes more naturally to me. I'm a, usually an early adopter of things. Like that comes from that talent of learner. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. So learner raw looks like curiosity that dissolves into fickle boredom. Curiosity that dissolves into fickle boredom. Um, so a lot of people that I have met that have learner talents are often thinking about the next thing that they want to learn or explore. For me, it's um, massage therapy or you know, being a mechanic, like taking apart a car and putting it back together. Like that's just, it sounds interesting because it's things that I don't know about yet. So I'm excited about and kind of yearn for places where I don't know much about it because I want to really get involved. Learner mature sounds like like it fully explores something new in order to fully explain it to someone else. I kind of talked about that of like being able to want to get to the place of competency enough to to teach it, then that's really going to be a a more mature place for learner rather than, um, you know, boredom because you're not learning something. So this may come, as we talked about um, in in the classroom, excuse me, this may come about if a teacher is not understanding when a student gets the material too quickly and then they're they're bored so then they stop their learn their learning shuts down and they no longer uh, want to engage in the class um, but some people might think oh it's because you're you know you're stupid or you're you know those negative words mm-hmm. but really and those are like barrier labels is how we think about it in a positive psychology but really it's just that we need to engage them even more rather than taking things away. So we really needed to understand the situation and the talents of the students to get there. 
All right, last one in strategic thinking, and then we'll take a pause and unpack this, is strategic. I know. Strategic and strategic thinking. Who'd have thought? So it's on our second page again. People exceptionally talented in uh, the strategic theme create alternative ways to proceed. Faced with any given scenario, they can quickly spot the relevant patterns and issues. So with strategic, I often will tell people this is the um, multiple pathways, the what if talent. What if this? What if this? What if this? Um, That's kind of our strategic. So strategic in the raw looks like the pursuit of the best path delays the start of the journey. The pursuit of the best path delays the start of the journey. So in the raw, we're constantly thinking about what's the best thing to do? What's the best way to go? And then that might actually stop you from starting because you're constantly pursuing what might be the best. And in mature, it comes from broad consideration, rapid elimination, and then real initiation. So being able to take in a lot of information, discern what's going to be the best way to, um, with the information that you know at that moment, and then beginning to take action. That's when you know that your strategic talent is mature. Okay, so we're going to pause there. All of those, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, those eight talents that we've talked about are all in the strategic thinking domain. So all of those are going to be absorbing information, analyzing information, um, informing better decisions. That is the what. So we have the what, the why, the who, and the how. That is our what in strategic thinking. Corliss, what do you think about that so far? I can see why none of them are me. (laughs) I mean, I have, I mean, you know, there's elements of it. And, and I'm like, okay, um, I probably work great with these type of people, uh-huh. but, it, but none of, because none of them were one of my five and, but it was because I could see why it's just, yeah, it's just, yeah I don't know. It's just it's not wired that way. Yeah. That's okay. All right. So next up is influencing and influencing. We have activator, command, communication, okay. competition, maximizer, self-assurance, significance, and woo, which stands for winning others over. So these are our influencers. This is getting the why or the purpose, right? So the first one is activator. So activator on the first page. Okay, people exceptionally talented in, in the activator theme can make things happen by turning thoughts into action. They wanna do things now rather than simply talking about them. These are the people who are going to quickly get bored in a meeting when people just keep talking and we're like, we just want to do it. Um, my uh, my strengths trainer, uh, Chip Anderson, used to call this one ready, fire, aim. That's how I activate it. Ready, fire, aim. Because they're already doing it before they even uh, lined it up. And they um, are often maybe perceived as impatient or they may be impatient. 
um, because they're like, can we stop talking around about it already and let's just get to it? Um, so that's a little bit about activator. All right. So activator in the raw is pushes impulsivity. They may be impatient, there it is, and indiscriminately so. And activator mature, however, is going to push intentionally. They're going to push urgent urgency and they're going to push relevancy. All right, next one, commands. It's one of my favorites. People exceptionally talented in the command theme have presence. They can take control of the situation and make decisions. These are my people who, when you get in the plane, they're going to choose the exit row, not because of the extra leg room, but because they're going to know that in the event of an emergency, they're going to know what needs to be done. And these are the people who you just, they say something and you don't even question it. You just, they have that presence of like, I know what I'm doing, you know, and I'm just going to follow it. And that's only on Southwest because everybody else is signed seats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there's often a time where they're like, who wants to, you know, know, yeah. Um, If there's not someone who chose it, but yeah, you're right. I do. I do enjoy Southwest. All right. So command and the raw. They may resist external authority or control. Because they themselves are often the authority figure or the control, then they might reject it or resist it. This is also the place where um, I think gender comes into play here with command. And um, our, our ladies with command are often called the B word. Um, or or maybe they're called intimidating or things like that when really if we flip it and we recognize oh this is where it could be coming from and so if we aim it it could be really productive um, this is how we can use it and I think the other piece that strength the language provides us is this awareness of how our talents could be perceived by others to help us manage um, how we come across to others or how we um, explain to others how we're wired so that they can better be able to receive us and um, and work with us without mis- misunderstanding and um, being misconstrued. So, okay. Command mature sounds like expert authority and control in situations where they're left, where they are lacking. So that's what command is. Communication, so often misunderstood because we think, aren't we all communicators? Yes, we can all communicate, but we don't all have the talent of communication. So that's what it sounds like. People exceptionally talented. And the communication theme generally find it easy to put their thoughts into words. They are good conversationalists and presenters. And I think communication too is that person that, if two people are talking and they're, they're, they're either a loss for words, like that just happened to me, or you can tell that one person's just not getting what the other person's communicating. Communication is going to jump in and try to describe it in different ways. They might try to draw it. They may try to act it out. 
So again, because of the other four talents, it's going to manifest itself very differently in different people. It could be I'm an orator. It could be I'm a, a, you know, I write books. It could be I'm really great on social media. However, it expresses itself um, is going to be really dependent on the other things. So this is your number three, Willis, right? It is. All right. So you get to tell us a little bit about how you use it. So I'm going to read Raw and Mature. You tell us if this has happened for you. So Raw is I get into trouble for not being quiet. <laughs> Oh, you waiting for? Yes. Yeah, so well, I'll tell you the mature too, and then you can. Okay. Talk. Um, the mature is my words build understanding, relationships, and inspiration. Okay. So I would say uh, with the in the raw sense, yes, I was a talker. I got you know in elementary school when they tell you know the UI and all those different little things. I was like, yeah, she talking, she talking, she talking, she talking. But I just I love to communicate, and so. I had to learn how to, I, I, I have learned how to kind of, you know, hold, hold my mouth together so that they, you know, but no, that, that is, that's definitely right. Um, you hit it on the money. Um, I, I would definitely, so yeah, it's, it's my number three, which is interesting, but yes. What's interesting that it's my number three and not maybe one or two, but, but then I understand the other one. So we'll get into that when we get to that one, but um, I just, I know I, I can't find words right now, but <laughs> no, I, I think this show is a prime example of your communication themes at work. I mean, if we look at communication mature, my words build understanding, right. Relationships and inspiration, right. That's this, this show is your claim it. <laughs> we named it. We claimed it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So next one in influencing is competition. People exceptionally talented in the competition theme measure their progress against the performance of others. They strive to win first place and they rebel in contests. Even if no one else is playing a game, they will make up contests in their minds to play, to know that they're going to win. Like I've seen little kids doing this at the dining room table. They're like, oh, I ate it first. And I'm like, oh, you must have a competition. You know, like theme or talent. Um, so that happens. But what I love about competition is their ability to assess people's ability to do certain things without judgment. They're like, this is just where it is. This is where I am. This is where they measure up. And I'm going to be able to beat this person or not beat this person. Like, I just, I think it's, that's an amazing talent and skill of competition. But okay. Competition raw. I despise losing and I despise the people who defeat me. Hmm despise that's a really like it is strong where it's a strong emotion if you think about talent naturally reoccurring patterns of thought feeling and behavior that emotion when it's raw is like really powerful competition mature i despise losing but i respect those who defeat me hmm. that's okay. the difference between your raw 
where it's just like out there and then you're just feeling it and then you just hate everybody. And the development place where you're out there, you're still got to win, number one. And you can respect the abilities of the people who, you know, were your competitors. I think that's kind of cool. All right. Next one is Maximizer. Got 14, 14 minutes. Awesome. All right. Maximizer. People exceptionally talented in the Maximizer feed focus on strengths as a way to stimulate personal and growth excellence. They seek to transform something strong into something superb. So this is your going from good to great, taking things that are already solid and taking it to the next level. Okay. So maximizer, raw, impatient with weakness, critical of those who are weak. Mm. Who they perceive as weak. That's like in the raw. You're just like, I don't have time for this. Mm-mm, no. Maximizer mature has a grateful stewardship of that which is strong. They're able to take something that's already strong and make good use of it and turn it into something that could be even better. My, my imagery around Maximizer is an empty parking lot that's been deserted. And, and Maximizer, um, yeah, I kind of wanted to restore it. But Maximizer will see its potential and take it from good to the best it can. I kind of thought about restorative there for a second. All right, next one is self-assurance. People exceptionally talented in the self-assurance theme feel confident in their ability to take risks and manage their own lives. They have an inner compass that gives them certainty in their decisions. Okay, so self-assurance raw, I may be wrong, but I don't doubt it. Hmm. Even if you're wrong, they're just moving forward, self-assured. The mature self-assurance is, I have a certainty that is open to being made more certain. So now they're saying, hey, you know, I, I think this is the direction I'm going, but I'll listen if you have an argument that might be good for me to consider versus the, the raw is just like, I don't even care if I'm right or wrong. I'm just going to do this thing. And so learning how to take on that advisement. All right. Significance. People exceptionally talented in the significance theme want to make a big impact. They are independent and prioritize projects based on how much influence they will have on their organization or people around them. And this is one where Gallup um, has worked on or continue to work on how best to describe this because it's so misunderstood. But um, I have significance in my top five and it's really about um, leaving a legacy or having an impact and wanting to make sure that what you do is of significance to someone um, and someone else and that it's gonna last beyond yourself. So significance raw is I feel good when I'm seen and when I'm heard, just in the raw. It just, those are, again, thinking about the feelings that come when someone sees me 
when someone hears me, when I'm recognized, I feel good, mature. I do good when my face and voice gain attention for the cause. Mm. So it took it from just that feeling to how do you um, be productive with it and take it to action. And then the last one in influencing is woo or winning others over, which is your second one, I believe. Yes. Is people exceptionally talented in the woo theme love the challenge of meeting new people and winning them over. They derive (laughs) satisfaction from breaking the ice and making a connection with someone. Woo in the raw, social courage without reason or cause. Woo in mature, intentional social initiative that builds a supportive social infrastructure. Intentional social initiative that builds a supportive social infrastructure. And I think about that based on how we even met with um, a knowledge community. And you created the infrastructure of that community to be and brought people in and connected people and things like that. But what other examples are you thinking about with me as we wrap up? Um, I guess I'm, I'm always trying to find a way to connect people get people to connect because there are so many people who are introverted and so many people who um, just um, are afraid for whatever reason to make that. They're not used to coming up and saying, Hey, how you doing? My name is Corliss. What's your name? Okay. Hey, you know? And so I I can definitely agree with what you're saying as far as always trying to make, have a platform so everybody can have the same opportunity to meet others. And I think um, one of the things in, in teaching Uh, and or counseling students I'm always like you know think about this and how you know how can this work for for you and and try to and try something different usually you're quiet you don't you know you don't speak try something new and and reach out and and do something different I I, I think I'm interpreting that right yeah Um, and what what I'm hearing there is actually the theme dynamic between woo and communication which are both on my list which, yeah, which makes sense why you're like, well, I'm not sure why communication isn't higher, but it is influencing how you connect with people and, and how you inspire them and how you um, are giving them options and things like that. And it's probably because I believe empathy is your number one, right. you understand them, you seek to connect with them, and then you find ways to inspire them. Right. And, and so one of the things when I talk to students, when, I, when I'm um, doing my pre-college, um, sorry, but this ain't high school. This mm-hmm. is a program that I do for seniors getting ready to go to college. And I also do them for freshmen when they first start. So they're the same people, just different times. I either do it in May when they're still a senior so that they know what to expect, or I do it at when they're freshmen right before school starts. Either way, one of the things I talk about is you know, this is, this ain't high school. You can't just sit back in the quote cut and not participate because 10% of your grade is on, is on participation. And so, and I, so I tell students, you know, you know, make sure you do the homework, but make sure you can answer at least one question Mm -hmm. or say one comment in every class. That way the professor knows that you're listening. Professor knows that you did the homework by the questions that you asked. And that just kind of, that's just the ease in part of communication because some people are just, they just will not say a word. Mm-hmm. And so, that, so I, I don't know if that makes sense with that's, this. That's a beautiful way of you taking something that you know and understand 
naturally, right? And helping people who don't maybe have that talent to be able to make it tangible for them and make it something that they can then um, maybe check off a list or, you know, make it as a goal. And so that's a really nice way that you took it from name it to claim it to aim it. You're like, hey, I want to do this. How do I, I want to get participation points. Right. How do I do that? What are the things that make that up? And how do we get there? That was a nice I think thing. some people think they have to talk all the time. It's just one, say one thing. Right. So sometimes right. I'll be in and I'll have my thing and I'll raise my hand. And I'll say something. I was like, okay, I'm done for the class. I, I, yeah. I, I checked off. And so, you know, that it just, it, it, it just works so many, you know, reverse psychology pieces where first is best that professor know that you read or that you did the homework or that you're paying attention. And so again, you know, both those, those, those uh, communication points, um, um, is his or her discretion. It could be the difference between an A, a, a minus, I mean, a B plus and an A minus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I recognizing we're needing to wrap up. So I just right. want to um, touch on two things really quickly. Um, one is we talked about the definition of talent. Let me give you the definition of a strength and the strengths equation. So a strength is defined as the ability to consistently provide near perfect performance, the ability to consistently provide near perfect performance and how you get from the talent to the strength is by multiplying it by your investment, the time spent practicing, developing your skills, building your knowledge base, that's going to be your strengths equation. Talent multiplied by investment is going to equal your strength. Well, thank you. You know, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and, and then our the one, second, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. The second thing real quick is a quote that's often given to Albert Einstein. I really like this quote and then usually an image that goes with it when I'm presenting, but here it is. Everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to, to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it was stupid. So don't judge yourself based on someone else and their oh, talents. Okay. <laughs> rather, rather recognize what you already have within you. You have everything within you that you need to do what you want to do and what you are meant to do. And if you can recognize that you are a genius in your own, like if you were a fish, rather than looking at, you know, maybe the monkey up in the tree and saying, hey, I want to climb and I can't climb, so something's wrong with me. Rather than saying, I can't climb, so something's wrong with me, look into yourself and say, hey, I have you know, fins, I'm in the water, I can swim. You know, the, the I have talents of my own that I can be looking inward and looking at because what you look for, you will find. And so being able to own it, claim it, name it, and then begin to aim it. So folks are wondering why we're doing this. And I just, because I, I'm we're trying to show you some of these things are within you and maybe hearing about it and thinking about it can help you move forward in 2022 and, and, and help you to think about the positive pieces that are you because no one talks about the positive things that are 
in you. And so that's why we're going over this. So you can say, well, wait a minute. Maybe I am a communicator. Maybe I, I was like, oh, that makes sense. You know, maybe I'll go look it up now that I know that what she said about what a um, uh, achiever does or what a, 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 a learner does. And so how this works out in the workplace is that when you, uh, when you give it to your staff, if you're a supervisor, if you're a part of a team and you do it, it helps you to understand the other people. So like that first section, I was like, none of that was me. However, I do those things, but that's not how I approach the strategic thinking piece. I don't approach it that way. I approach it from a influencing piece. And then we'll get to the other two next week. I'm looking forward to getting to the other two so that we can, can so that we can see how those work. So, so those people, why are y'all going over this? Well, I mean, it's because I'm, we want to pull, we want you to start thinking about yourself in your strengths. And that's really what this is all about. Now, next week is going to be very special because it's Martin Luther King's birthday and, mm. and Dr. Shauna, Dr. Sobers is going to look at what she thinks Martin Luther King's top five would be. So that's going to be interesting. We are going to continue and finish up the yes. other domains. Relationship building and executing next right. week. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think if you really, I mean, so someone was like, huh, why are they talking about this? This is not funny. You know, then, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm trying to empower you. <laughs> We're expanding you. our minds. We're expanding our minds. Really what our talents. What are our talents? Exactly. So until next week, thank you. Uh, Dr. Sombers, we will come back and continue <clears throat> to give you ways to look at yourself positively. Uh, so this is Mindful Mondays and I'm Dr. Corliss Bennett and thanks for tuning in. Until next week, bye for now. Bye.